Welcome to a new episode of The World of Running. I'm your host Aditi Pandya. And this is a 20th episode. The last 3 to 4 years has seen a significant adoption of technology in sports, be it wearables, sensors, gadgets or innovation in running shoes. The running shoes landscape has changed dramatically with tech innovations, be it Nike's Vaporfly, which has set bar for racing shoes and has redefined what to expect when we say bounce. To Saucony's daily trainer Kinwara, which can win a People's Choice Award if we ever had an Emmy for the running shoes. At times, the sheer number of shoes and the variety within the brands can be overwhelming. For example, if you search for Adidas India, it shows more than about 200 shoes. Puma on the other hand has top class Nitro series with 15 different variations and not to mention Nike's racing series Fly which has more variations example Streak Fly, Rival Fly, Vapor Fly, Zoom Fly, Alpha Fly and the list goes on. For the shoe enthusiasts if you all are interested you can refer to our curation at shoegeeks.in Now before we go ahead in today's episode I have a request for all our listeners if you like this podcast and know of someone getting into running please share our podcast link with them in this episode we try to navigate the landscape of running shoes and how to choose the right shoes for running we will try and demystify as much as possible in today's episode from various perspective primarily the first one being a runner's perspective that is where they are in the current running journey the second is the training perspective what type of runs we want to use the shoes whether they are daily training speed training easy recovery runs and the third perspective is the type of shoe for example low stack low drop cushioning responsiveness carbon plate etc Our guest for today's episode is Sharat Adnoor. Sharat is an industrial engineer working with a major steel manufacturer based out of Tata Nagar. He is a self-coached runner. Sharat boasts of a personal best of 2 hours and 46 minutes for a marathon. His recent race was the Boston Marathon in April where he finished in 2 hours and 48 minutes. He is a self-confessed shoe geek. His vast collection of shoes can put to shame any of the sports shoe showrooms. Apart from all things related to running, he enjoys to cook, do the dishes and mop the floor. Hi Sharath, welcome back uh, on our podcast and on this new episode on running shoes. Hi Aditi, thanks for having me again. So Sharath, um I I have gone through your intro and personally I know that you can uh keep any any running shoe showroom to shame and just for that I want to begin with that first perspective and that is a runner's perspective yeah. so uh say for example if uh I am a beginner yeah. uh what are the must haves that I should be looking for in a running shoes in terms of say comfort budget stability Uh, for someone who is uh, getting into running who who wants to take up running as a as a sport or just as a hobby it's always nice to keep uh, a few things in mind you know before visiting a store for the first try uh, firstly uh, consider what surface you are going to do most of your running 
whether it will be the roads or it will be the trails or if you have an access uh, to a track well whether that's, that's where you're going to do most of your running so, uh, secondly it's about uh, cushioning us uh, so it depends upon what kind of a, uh, a runner you are whether you are somebody who likes uh, a feeling like running on a cloud or whether somebody who likes to f- uh, have a feel of the ground when you're running uh, when it comes to you know cushioning there are uh, various choices there are the maximum cushion shoes uh, these offer thick padding in the midsoles you know for that ultimate plush feel uh, runners may prefer the comfort of thicker uh, softer foam underfoot when running long distances or you know multi day races but super soft cushioning isn't for everyone some don't like that uh, squishiness feel so when it comes to maximum cushioning shoes something that readily comes to my mind is probably a uh, asics gel cumulus or asics gel nimbus or even uh, from the stables of nike it would be let's say a zoomex invincible so those are the shoes which come under the maximum cushion category and then the majority of the shoes that come under the category of you know moderate cushioning uh, these shoes tend to strike a balance between the uh, pillow soft comfort and thin to no cushioning and you will tend to find a variety of shoes in this category uh, a nike pegasus would would come under this category then there is uh, a velocity or a electrify nitro from the stables of uh, puma then we have the adidas supernova shoes these are the kind of shoes which come under the moderate cushioning category and then finally there is this uh, minimal to a barefoot kind of a shoes these are shoes which offer you know minimal amounts of cushioning at the midsoles and are favored by runners who want to feel the connection to the ground beneath them uh, some say they closely mimic a more natural gait while running and uh, these are usually preferred by runners who who are the traditionalists basically who like to go uh, barefoot closer to the nature i guess second most important probably would be the heel to toe drop is it basically represents the difference in uh, cushioning between the heel and toe of the shoe which is measured in millimeters and it primarily affects how your foot strikes the ground a traditional running shoe would probably have a heel drop of around uh, 10 millimeters and up and it offers lots of cushioning in the heel and it generally promotes a a landing on the heel as compared to a midfoot by contrast a, a zero drop shoe would mean a shoe where, it, where there's an equal amount of cushioning uh, under the heels and the toes and the lower the drop of a shoe uh, the more a midfoot strike it will promote another point to consider would be uh, whether you would require some kind of support for your gait you know if your foot tends to roll too far outside or inside what we call overpronation or supination go for shoes which will help mitigate that but for most a typical neutral shoe will come with enough stability features to to suit your running and then there is a the fit part uh, your shoes should fit well right from the start and ideally should not have any kind of a, a break in period you know our feet generally tends to splay and move around inside the shoe when running it's always good to have uh, almost a thumbnail length of space in the toe box our laces ought to be snug but not too tight uh, so you you will probably want to try the shoe on in a store and then work around with the laces to to see whether they are are there any you know zones where it's too tight or not uh finally coming to the budget a good running shoe need not be an expensive buy there are plenty of options that are available you know in the ranges of 5k to 6k for a beginner and uh, something that comes to readily my mind are uh, uh, maybe a nike down shifter or a nike quest or a zoom winflow then there is uh, from the stables of uh, adidas solar glide Uh, from the stables of uh, uh, sketches a shoe like uh, a go run ride or a go run plus series of shoes uh, one nugget of uh, uh, wisdom would be pro- would be it would be good that you go and try out a shoes 
in the evening when your feet have uh, spent some time uh, and uh, are they are the biggest sizes it, it generally happens that one feet might be a tad uh, bigger than your uh, other feet so it's always nice to put on both the shoes and and try it out so these are some of the things that probably one should uh, uh, take into consideration uh, before uh, getting into running and before selecting their first running shoe so sharat once we we get serious right yeah. and we have few half marathons and 10k's under our belt how should then we decide on on buying running shoes because you know generally there are too many conversations around all kinds of carbon plating and stuff like that so can you throw some light around it yeah so uh, once you have uh, have some uh, races under your belt you probably would have uh, seen many other runners wearing different kind of shoes so you tend to get uh, uh, more information and more knowledgeable when it comes to running shoes so when it comes to you know like graduating from beginner level to an intermediate or a advanced level of runner it would be nice to have uh, a few pair of shoes uh, in rotation depending upon the races that you're training for and depending upon the training that you would be ha- having for those races so it's always nice to probably have uh, let's say a, a three pair of shoes one pair exclusively uh, catering to your race day uh, one for your everyday running and one one training shoe for your speed days as a shoe like a pegasus from the nike it will, it works very well for your everyday runs of let's say 30 to 45 minutes or maybe a long run of uh, a 20 miler or a or a 25k when it comes to your speed day training it would be good to have a shoe which is uh, slightly a uh, cushion uh, there are speed trainers nowadays which are like uh, both cushioned as cushion as well as which are uh, low to ground so depending upon the choice depending upon how your own uh, preferences you could go for either of them uh, something that comes readily to my mind is a, a Saucony Speed 2 or a or a Zoom Fly a series of shoes or even a Zoom Tempo Next percent coming to your race day shoe your everyday training shoe would work very well if you're not uh, the kind who would want to have a, a a sort of a carbon plated shoe on your feet but then it's always nice to have a, a fresh shoe for your race day which has not uh, put in lot of miles the cushioning is intact you could probably uh, go for a carbon plated shoe if that is your genre of shoe that you would prefer a, a vaporfly is is the one that is currently uh, in then you have uh, something like uh, a Saucony Endorphin Pro or Adidas Adizero or a Puma Deviate Nitro Elite these are the shoes that you can try out to get your race day PBs and also one more thing that probably helps out with having multiple shoes is it it probably tends to prevent injuries as well running in the uh, running all kinds of your training runs in one particular shoe will impact your feet at the same regions different brands tend to have different uh, construction underneath so uh, your feet as such will be impacted in different ways so it probably will help you you know st- strengthen different regions of the sh- uh, regions of your feet and probably uh, in a way uh, prevent injuries as well so it's always nice to have uh, a mix of shoes yeah, catering to your race days to your training days and to your everyday uh, run got it so actually um, sharat i had a third question uh, saying uh, talking about the rotation of shoes and how many pairs one should have but i think you've covered that so um we can go to um, the other perspective that i had that is type of training right and when we talk about type of training um every runner talks and throws words like speed intervals and, and strides and long runs and tempo running and for as you mentioned earlier 
every run will have a particular shoe that we would like to wear during during the training so if there is only one shoe if i have to select for all my daily training needs what kind of shoe should the runners look for as a daily trainer so if there is only one shoe that you would probably select for all kind of your uh, tr- uh, daily training needs uh, you should go for something that's that's not too heavy or not too light or uh, maybe uh, shoes depending upon the sizes uh, that they come in uh, they generally weigh uh, ranging from 200 odd uh, grams to a little over 300 grams so maybe in the range of let's say a 270 to maybe a 300 320 grams is, is is a good balance it's all about finding that balance of of weight the second one is uh, a cushioning and bounce as I, as i mentioned earlier as well for if it's if it's if it's for your easy and long runs it's always nice to have a decent amount of cushioning underneath so it, probably a shoe uh, like a kinwara from saucony would work very well here attraction is something very important we tend to run in all kinds of uh, weather conditions during rains or maybe wet roads or maybe uh, uh, loose gravel at times uh, roads which are like uh, uh, filled with maybe a sand or so so attraction is something uh, something that so that one should look for as well a shoe should have good traction in all all kind of conditions whether it is wet or whether it is dry or whether it is uh, loose gravel so the shoe should provide some decent traction it should not slip and probably fall uh, so some of the good trainers that i could suggest uh, amongst various brands would be as i mentioned uh, nike pegasus is a is a is a go to shoe for most of the runners who who, who prefer uh, the nike brand adidas supernova uh, series of shoes or uh, ultra boost series of shoes is also slightly premium but uh, a pretty good everyday running shoe uh, as i mentioned uh, Saucony Kinwara is again a, a very good shoe. Uh, from the stables of uh, Skechers, one would look for a shoe like a Goran Ride, which is probably in the eleventh edition now. Even a Goran Plus is a very good shoe. Coming to Puma uh, brand, the Puma has uh, the, the the Nitro series of shoes, or uh, maybe a Run XX, which is a women specific shoe. Uh, it it it's probably uh, would augur well for uh, for women. then we have the uh, the everyday comfort and cushioning provided by a velocity nitro or electrify nitro these are some of the shoes that probably one could uh, look for uh, while getting into their uh, everyday training needs so sharad yeah. i have a question yes. it is for our speed training yeah. right so what kind of shoes should we select for speed training yeah uh speed training uh, nowadays forms a very important part of uh, every runner's training program whether they are training for uh, a 5k a 10k a half or a full so it forms a very important part and having a dedicated shoe for uh, speed training works really well i as a runner I would prefer something which is lightweight has enough bounce and would probably ideally have some kind of a a plate inside it be it either a carbon plate or be it either a nylon plate but then there are many runners who would prefer uh, a cushion shoe or something of the sort of uh, let's say uh, saucony and orfin speed series of shoes is something that probably give them enough cushioning and also uh, some kind of a propulsion to maintain those speeds in their uh, in their intervals or in their repetitions or in the tempo runs so depending upon uh, how one one would prefer it one could go for a low stack shoe or a high stack shoe uh coming to high stack shoes there are from brands of puma we could probably go for uh, a divet nitro not the elite version 
uh, in adidas uh, if we have the option of uh, ad0 uh, rc the racing category series of shoes uh, in the uh, sketches we have again the goran plus series understood so sharat is it really necessary to separate shoes for long runs or a daily trainer versus a speed training when it comes to long runs which are like a staple for uh, for your marathon training a good uh, cushion shoe is something that's really important for runners and uh, ideally i would suggest that to have uh, some amount of your uh, or your long run to be done in the shoe that you would be racing in actually on the race day so one need not have a separate a uh, long run shoe daily trainer would work very well for your for your everyday long runs but as i said it's always nice to uh, put in some of your long runs in your uh, in your race day training shoes just to get the feel of your uh, race day shoe so that you don't get any nasty surprises on the race day so uh, when it comes to uh, a maximal uh, a cushion trainers what they probably will help you out after your long runs is uh, you know quick re- recovery and maybe make you ready for your uh, next run uh, the next day itself uh, some of the long uh, long run trainers could be uh, again uh, a pegasus uh, series of shoes from nike work very well uh, some of the uh, uh, today's uh, maximal cushion shoes like that of uh, uh, primex from adidas or maybe a zoomex invincible from nike or even for that matter the nike tempo next person these are the maximal cushion shoes which are actually not race legal but uh, but but give enough amount of cushioning under your feet so as to uh, allow you to go uh, really long uh, on your uh, long runs understood so sharat i want to now try and talk about the shoe itself right the complexities and the technicalities and its characteristics right and and things and let's try and demystify some of the jargons to make it more consumable for runners so what are the three essential things runners should know when they are buying shoes in terms of say stack height material fit etc shoes of 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 our times nowadays uh, they come in various shapes and sizes of different materials there is a lot of uh, technological advancement that has happened in the field of uh, running shoes and if one would probably do a google search one would be lost in the in, in the result, results that the, that google will throw up uh, when it comes to uh, shoes some of the important uh, things that one would probably keep in mind uh, would be a stack height a stack height it is become increasingly important uh, while in the earlier times it used to be uh, a preference towards a lower stack height was there but o- over time uh, the the preference has moved to to a bigger stack height 40 mm is the legal height which will allow you to uh, race uh, in but then there are trainers as i mentioned uh, something of the uh, sort of uh, a primex or a or a tempo next percent which which are available in the market and that they go beyond 40 mm of the stack height second is basically the cushioning that is there then there is the material of the midsole uh, we have various uh, uh, materials that the running shoe, shoe companies tend to use to make the midsoles the most common used to be eva that probably you would uh, uh, read about whenever you tend to uh, search about a running shoe eva stands for ethylene vinyl acetate and that's the most common kind of compound that you find uh, in running shoes then then there is the tpu and the most recent is the peba the polyether blockamide so these are the uh, compound that is basically used in the the nike vaporfly uh, series of shoes or the puma deviate nitro series of shoes 
so the most of the racing shoes nowadays use some kind of a, a peba material while the traditional uh, trainers your everyday trainers use the eva or the tpu uh, material so this basically decide the characteristic of the shoe in the sense that how much of a cushioning how much of a uh, energy return that they provide so the peba the peba they provide the maximum returns while the uh, evas uh, midsoles provide the least returns and accordingly the peba based shoes are more expensive as compared to the eva based uh, shoes then comes the fit part of it uh, some of some runners prefer a uh, snug fit a runner like me i i prefer going true to size uh, i i i go for shoes which are which fit exactly to the uh, to the length of my sh- uh, length of my feet but some uh, some runners like it to be a slightly you know a relaxed fit they want some kind of a, a space in their toe box so that there is enough room for their for their uh, toes to wiggle around uh, then there are many other factors which i also spoke about in the beginning like that of uh, heel to toe drop uh, then there's the stability uh, aspect of it if you are somebody who tends to overpronate or uh, supinate there are shoes which 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 provide stability but off late these are becoming kind of irrelevant most of the shoes uh, nowadays are under uh, 10 mm of heel to toe drop and uh, most of the shoes provide enough the de- enough stability for for majority of the runners to to carry on with their everyday runs so these are some of the things you know when it comes to uh, the technology part of uh, shoes understood so you also spoke about toe box sharat and uh, so as runners we do know that some of us have narrow feet versus some have wider feet and then there are various uh, standards uh, with respect to the toe box can you throw some light there yeah so uh, when you see uh, the shoes they, they are basically constructed on a last the last is basically this the 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 bed on which uh, different brands uh, base their shoe upon it, uh, in automotive parlance it's the it's a platform on which a vehicle is built so similar to that a, plat- uh, a last is an equivalent of a platform uh, in a shoe and, uh, different shoes from different brands will have a different la- last and accordingly the construction of the shoe so and accordingly the the width of the shoe so for people who are generally have a wider feet they will be good with shoes which have a bigger toe box in general here in indian markets we generally don't tend to get shoes in different uh, widths uh, the b width or the uh, the wide uh, d widths but then if, if somebody is having a wider feet it's always nice to size up and compared to let's say a runner who has normal feet or narrow feet they are good to go with a shoe which is like true to uh, true to size it's it's always nice to go in the evenings when you when your feet are at the at the biggest size uh, to uh, to a shoe store to try out your shoes to buy your shoes and it's uh, it's best to measure both your shoes and try both your shoes on uh, before making a decision on buying a shoe i personally prefer a shoe which which is which is a snug fit but it's always nice for somebody who who has issues with their toenails getting blue in their runs to have approximately a centimeter or more of width in their toe box so when you put your feet in uh, they sh- should have enough room for your toes to wiggle around also coming to the the heel support uh, the shoe should uh, you know snugly fit your heel there should not be any kind of a heel slippage in, you, in the in the shoe so that's something that you probably would want to look out for as well so these are some of the things that when it comes to the the toe box and the heel part of it so so sharat um, nowadays there are, there are various 
shoe geometry also and say for example a rocker with a high toe spring or a classic shoe geometry right and each serves a particular purpose say for example rockers are better at heel to toe transition and reduces stress on achilles tendons so if you can throw some light on it yeah so uh, nowadays if you if you uh, go for shoes uh, in a shoe store you would probably uh, see shoes of uh, you know a different kind of geometries we have the a uh, shoe with a with a rocker kind of a, a structure is generally uh, if you would look at a boat the way it is shaped a u kind of a, a shape that a boat has so that's the kind of uh, shoe structure that you would probably see in a, a rocker shoe and then there is the classic shoe which would probably uh, feel like uh, uh, the everyday shoe that you would have uh, imagined as a, as as a child so when it comes to uh, uh, rocker shoes they are better at heel to toe transitions they tend to reduce stress on the achilles tendon but then again it all depends upon the preference of a of a particular runner the rocker shoes need not work uh, well for every every runner over there so for those people uh, shoes with classic geometry which are very good with flexibility and are um, more natural with foot movement they would probably work very well uh, some of the high stack shoes with uh, carbon plates or carbon rods Uh, are not very flexible so ro- rockers kind of work uh, best here most of the shoes from the hoka stable uh, have the rocker mechanism a uh, few from sokani like that of end of in pro or even the speed 2 has a rocker mechanism uh, most of the racing shoes uh, with carbon plates or otherwise uh, tend to have rocker geometries so again at the end of the day it's, it's all about a personal preference uh, what one would probably go for with either a rocker geometry or a classic shoe depending upon uh, how you would uh, how you like like your shoes to understood so i have i i know that you you love shoes and i think you would you, you would be one of the first ones to buy any edition that that one of these tables of yours would be would be inventing so what are you currently excited about uh, currently uh, there was a shoe that was gifted to me by my uh, good friend here uh, Uh, which is the Adidas Takumi Sen Air. That's some. That's one shoe that I'm really uh, very excited about. It's it's a it's a low stack uh, uh, carbon, not plated exactly, but a shoe with carbon rods. It works very well across all distances. It's it's, it's a shoe that I was looking forward to for a long time, and it's something that I'm really excited about. Uh, there are a few shoes that that are uh, in the horizon that are supposed to be released. There's one from the uh, stables of Decathlon that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the KD 900X if i remember it correctly those are the two shoes that i'm really excited about currently and which is your favorite race day shoe so my favorite race day would always be the vaporfly uh, 4% the flyknit version of it it was the uh, second iteration of the vaporfly uh, series of shoes from the nike it was a shoe that wherein i got my first uh, uh, sub 250 in a marathon and that's something that's really special for me so that would always remain my favorite uh, race day shoe even though that's no more in production but it's something that i always cherish the only pair that i have oh so it you you are just keeping it safely right yes i'm keeping it safely tucked in a cupboard okay all right so with this we end our today's episode on shoes and uh, thank you for for coming to our, uh, coming on our episode and i wish you all the best for your upcoming races thank you aditi and thank you for having me here and all the best for you as well and to all those who are listening in 
I would like to thank all our listeners and if you like this episode and would like to know more on the world of running please subscribe to our channel and if you know of someone who is starting their journey into fitness and running do share our podcast link with them I would like to thank my friend Arvind for editing sound recording and taking care of the post production for this podcast if you have any suggestions on improving the content of the show or topics you would like us to cover please share it by emailing us at connect@geeksonfeet.com we generate running content for those seeking technical assistance to training which is available in our show notes or you can also reach us through twitter facebook or instagram